Well, Ulysses, it's a Friday, and what do we have in store besides our traditional baseball trivia name that war? We have another player review episode for 2023. Who is that? It's going to be Jason Adam. How was his season? Did you like it better than last season? What was missing? What went wrong? What was good? His future with the race? Let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked on Rays. You can also find us on all the other traditional podcasting platforms and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's get right into it. 2023 player review of reliever, high leverage reliever, Jason Adam. What went right? What went wrong? His future with the team. And then we get out the red pin. Since we have baseball trivia named that war, we got to rush through this stuff relatively quickly. So let's get right into it. Ulysses, what did you like about Jason Adam in 2023? Well, I think the first thing that you have to know with Jason Adam is he posts. Uh, he, yes. I mean, as a reliever, anytime that a guy can give you 50 plus innings, wow. Like that's, that's really great. In 2023, he gave you 54 and a third innings his record was four and two um i think that's my biggest highlight and okay. that might come off a little bit uh flat but i think posting and health is really really important especially when the rays are you know not really stretching out their starters as much as one would like or at least as one part of the fandom would like right. and so you're gonna lean on your bullpen and and so when they are durable, that's a good thing. And he was most definitely uh, durable. And he did find a little bit more caper nines, which was nice. Hmm. Um, but um, maybe by just me highlighting the health as a positive, as my first and maybe my only positive, then you know where I'm going with this. Okay. I'm going to be a little bit more kinder, give a little more color to Jason Adam. He did have a sub three ERA. He did have a 1.012 whip. He was second on the team in saves with 12. So uh, more or less, he was the Robin to Pete Fairbanks Batman. Um, what I do like just in the mold of Jason Adam is the pitch mixing idea of change up four seamer slider. It's 35%, 33%, 31%. So able to keep hitters off balance with that. And when he's going right, it is fun to watch him pitch. You have the rising four-seamer, 97, 98. He can also, at times, locate it at the bottom of the zone. That's another thing about him is he can get both lefties and righties out. Um, his slider, if you want to qualify it as a sweeper, Crazy, crazy, crazy movement when it is mm -hmm. on 2700 RPMs. It almost looks like he has a couple different variations of it, but and maybe it's a little bit hyperbole, hyperbole and exaggeration, but 
it is reminiscent somewhat of Chaz Rowe, where you see that pitch sometimes. It's like, okay, that was special. And then you throw in the 91 mile per hour change up, uh, which works out at the bottom of the zone. Um, so that's that's really what I also have as far as positives for Jason Adam. Um, and just generally, again, I mean, the Rays signed him, acquired him for a cheap price a couple years ago. Nobody really had any expectations. Nobody could have really foreseen based on what he did in Kansas city, Toronto and with Chicago that he would put up these types of numbers and these types of contributions for the Rays in both 2022 and 2023. And he was so good in 2022 that it almost seems like whatever he did in 2023 was going to be somewhat of a letdown anyway. Yeah. Thank you for saying that before we start on the negatives, it's that, you know, the, the, the expectation could only go higher. Right. And then the production would undoubtedly go, go, go South. Like it's just, that's what happened. He, he had such a magical 2022 season. Now walks increased um, in 2023, almost by uh, more than 2%. Uh, from 7.2 to 9.0. Oh, so uh, we're getting into the negatives now? Or are we just rolling right yeah, through that? I'm, okay, I'm rolling it. into the negatives now. That's fine. I'm, okay. Um, the left on base percentage, this, the strand rate, which I really love, it went from almost a 90% to 79%. Um, so it dropped quite heavily, which now as a high leverage guy, if you are if you don't have that much trust in in the guy that you're putting on the mound to kind of strand those runners, you have a problem if it's a high lever situation in the seventh, eighth, even ninth, that those guys now might be able to score. But I think the biggest negative that I found, and stay with me, people, because I went on a on a fan graphs um, dive uh, deep dive here, the O swing percentage. Now, for those of you that don't know the, what the O swing percentage is, It is a percentage of pitches a batter swings at outside the strike zone. Last year, hitters had 38.6%. Okay. This year, 32.1%. So they were able to not swing at pitches outside as much as they did last year. Now, if let's put it all in, in basic foundation. If you're able to trick hitters to swing outside of the zone is because the tunneling is correct. You're making pitches look exactly alike until the last minute. They have a really good movement. They have really good spin. You have really good sequencing. All of those things factor in people swinging to pitches outside the zone. Mm -hmm. That decreased. So I wanted to say, okay, well, did that happen Overall, were people also swinging less at his stuff inside the strike zone? And that's the Z swing. So it's the same thing as the O swing, except that it's inside the strike zone. Last year, it was at 65%. This year, 65.2%. So no. Basically, he wasn't able to fool Hmm. hitters as much this year as he was able to do in 2022 now that could be a number of factor things that i just named um uh, the pitch sequencing the stuff not being so sharp um and you can see that because the hard hit percentage also increased heavily um this year uh i think it went from 24 percent to 39 percent 
Okay. It's a big, big jump, Kevin, yeah. for a high leverage reliever. AKA he was first percentile. That's not a good thing in barrel percentage. Yes. Not a good thing at all. In fact, if you want barrel uh, percentage last year in 2022, 5%. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. This year, 12.1%. And now we can remember, I actually did a couple of these things. That face that he made one time when <laughs> I think Aaron Judge took it to warn the warning track and Jose Siri like saved the game basically. Yeah. And he was like, and he did that face. I did a whole Twitter thing of him making that face continuously throughout this season. Like take four, take five. Like that happened multiple yeah. times during this season. Um, so I I think you know he he was he was not able to fool uh, hitters as much. The changeup worked, the sweeper worked, but the forcing fastball really was hit, and it was hit per- way more productively than in 2022. Yeah, and I'd like to touch on that for a second. So um, you covered his ailments uh, in a good manner. I'll also add a couple things. Um, he had a rough May, among other months, um, and then the left oblique strain in late September really hamstrung both him and the team going forward but you touched on something interesting about um you know the fastball and the barrel percentage and the hard hit rate and everything tied into that i did notice that just watching some clips some highlights low lights whatever you want to say when that fastball doesn't quote unquote elevate or rise when it stays flat middle of the zone that's when it gets hammered, either for a home run or a hard line drive. And we saw that time and time and time again. And piggybacking off of that, you mentioned the, the oh crap face, you know, the oh Adam face, whatever, you know, you want to qualify it as. Several times throughout the season, and you might have a, a better gauge on this than I do, but some really inopportune moments where he's, almost out of an at-bat, almost out of an inning, yet he keeps the opposition in. You know, two-strike hit, two-out hit, game-tying hit in the later innings, uh, giving teams hope where they're down by two runs, then they're down by one run, or they tie a game up, or they go ahead in the seventh inning or the eighth inning. Um, There were moments against the Orioles, moments against the Yankees, moments against other in-division foes. And I think that probably what's, what led to the overall frustration of both Jason Adam for himself and for the fan base as well overall. Yeah, no, uh, certainly. I think if you look at low leverage, medium leverage and high leverage situations that he had in 2023, um, the slugging percentage of his high leverage was second highest between those two. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think, it, it could also be Jason Adam came out of nowhere in 2022 and then boom, 2023 happens. It's like, well, we got the book on you now. Yeah. Right. There, there's something to be said for that too. All right. Uh, we have more to discuss, but first we have to tell you this as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. 
That's a hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is literally no better time to get on in on the action than right this very moment. The app is really easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and beyond. So go ahead and do the thing. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to kick off the National Football League season. FanDuel, they are an official partner of the NFL. All right, Ulysses, before we move along here, any other negatives to touch on with Jason Adam before moving along to his uh, future with the team and final grade? No, I think we covered it um, pretty good. Um, if, if, you know, I don't think there's much else to say about, you know, his season. Look, overall, I think he was, he, he had a good season, but yeah, uh, like we said earlier, when the expectancy level rises after such a great season, you know, and the productivity lowers, then the, that gap affects your vision of a player. Right. No, that's fair. Um, all right. So getting to his future with the team, um, he uh, is arbitration eligible this year. Mm-hmm. He'll be a free agent in 2027. Uh, he did beat the race last year in a salary arbitration fight, uh, getting uh, $1.775 million. I have not seen what the projections are for him. I don't know, two and a half, 2.75. More than Shohei Otani is slated to make in 2024, I suppose. Uh, It is more than Shohei Otani. It is uh, a three mil. That's the... uh, that's the rate estimate. So fifty percent more than Shohei Otani said. I don't know. No, I'm off on the numbers there. Notably, surprisingly more than we ever. Exp- I don't think I was going to say that in a sentence a week ago or a couple of days ago that Jason Adam would have a higher AAV in 2024 than Shohei Otani in 2024. But yeah, be that as it may, um, Jason Adam. Will he be in a raised uniform this season? It's due to productivity. I think they would. Okay. I think they would keep him. The three mil is what makes me not have such a straight answer for this. Cause this could easily be a, Hey man, I mean, we could literally just ship him out, get something in return that we didn't think that we would get like a high, nice lottery ticket, you know, high a guy, not rule five eligible guy for, for a couple more years and do a pickup for 700,000. And now we just save ourselves 2.3 mil. Yeah. And do what the Rays do over and over and over again. And, you know, turn uh chicken bleep into chicken salad. Um, exactly now with relievers you could package him in for uh say hey look okay i know you guys don't want to hear if you have been watching this and hitting that subscribe button and hitting that like button on youtube do that and leave a comment that would be great um if you've done all these things then you know glass now talk is contentious in this podcast let's go with that 
theory. Glass now gets dealt. Let's go with the one that we had on the Shohei Otani episode this week. He goes to the Dodgers. Boy, you know what the Dodgers would also like? A high leverage reliever. So now you package a glass now with a Jason Adam, and now the return could be a little bit more pretty than than just Tyler Glass on by itself. Hey, I mean, if we're already talking about Isak Paredes and Randy Rosarena and Tyler Glass now and Manny Margot, like, hey, let's go ahead. Let's let's burn this ship to the ground and start over, I guess. But I, I will say this. I do think that Jason Adam is going to be a Ray in 2024, and here's why. Um, if they are taking off so much salary from other guys, I would think that they can stomach uh, who they theoretically want to be their number two high leverage reliever for 2024. Moreover, you mentioned something he post. He's posted the last couple of years. Can't say that about a lot of Rays pitchers, be it a starter or a reliever. So I think that has some inherent ad as well. And two seasons, you know, whether we want to nitpick the situations and the leverage and various metrics, the numbers at the end of the day are a lot more impressive than what you might be able to find on the open market. For the same price. And that is why, my friend, the trade option is is a possibility because we know the race can build a bullpen out of chicken bleep. Um, So They did it last year pretty much. I mean, half their bullpen. My goodness, right? So, I mean, Robert Stevenson, people, like that's – that was – that's probably one of the most insane things. And they've and they've done yeah. Joaquin Benoit. They've done so I mean, many it took them ones. till June. They had to add a lot of salt, a lot of pepper, yeah. a lot of seasoning, a lot of oil. Yeah. You know, they they had to do a lot to to shake it up, to shake and bake it. But yeah, you know, I mean they, Adolo, they had to do a lot, but yeah. they finally got there. Um so with Jason Adam having these very pretty numbers, Kevin. Um wouldn't he be very attractive and you could potentially get something sell high? I mean, what are the how many race relievers have been with this with the with with the team for three plus years? Not uh many. not many. Not many. Because they boom, boom, they use them and they're like, okay, this guy's about to yeah. go. We're gonna we're gonna go. So I honestly like I understand where you're coming from. I can subscribe to it, but just as much as I can subscribe to that, I would be 0% surprised if they go, you know what? We're trading him. Okay, flat out. Opening day 2024, is Jason Adam on the roster, yes or no? You know, just to just to have fun, I'm going to say no. Okay, I'm going to say yes. Not to say that maybe if things really aren't going the Ray's way due to various circumstances – Come late July, trade option, deadline season, you can maybe get a thing or two for him. Maybe that's where they pull the trigger and make the move. But uh, I think he's going to be part of the organization uh, to begin the season, at least the first couple months of the season. All right. Uh, before we move on to baseball trivia, name that war grade for Jason Adam 2023. I'm going to go with an 86. Might okay. be a little bit too 
focused on the peripherals instead of the actual results, which call me a hypocrite. You know what? No, I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I did say that last time. Peripherals are during the season. Results at the end of the season. So let me change my grade. Going to give him an 89. B plus. Good for you. 89. I will give him an 89 and a half, which give the little incremental raise from there technically an a minus okay so okay I I th- I th- yeah i think i think that's a that's a good great uh, and again in these player review episodes people you can also take out your red pen in the form of a comment and then leave your grade for all these players that we're doing a player review if you haven't watched the tyler glass now go watch it before he might be get uh he might get traded the randy rosarena one go watch it leave a comment leave your red pen note over there and before you do that, leave a comment on this video right now. Yeah, it, it seems like we're doing uh, most likely to be traded player reviews first. We're getting I those mean, knocked out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's the life of a, race a little something to that. Uh, all right. Uh, baseball trivia name that war, uh, given that Shohei Otani is now a Los Angeles Dodger for what we believe will be a very, very long time. I have a Dodgers trivia question in front of me are the all time home run leaders for the Dodgers one through 10 little hint here. Number one had 389. Number 10 has 175. I want five of the top 10. Adrian Gonzalez. Strike one. Son of a bleep. Sean Green. Strike two. Oh, come on. <sighs> the Dodgers are... Wait so- wait, like five years and Otani will be on this list. Mostly. Exactly, yeah. Um, okay, okay, come on. Let's protect. Let's protect. 0-2. 0-2, let's protect. Okay, think, think, think. Matt Kemp was there for a really long time. And he's the only name I'm coming up with right now. So, because all I can think about are Dodger pitchers, man. I'm thinking Valenzuela. I'm thinking Drysdale. I'm thinking Koufax. I'm thinking Kershaw, Hideo Nomo. So, I think it's going to have to be Mr. Matt Kemp. You might be onto something with more notable punchy pitching names in Dodgers uniform versus position players or home run hitting position players. I should say Matt Kemp is on the list. Number seven with 203. Okay. 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 Good foul. Good foul. Seventh on the list. Okay. So let's think about this. Who else? Is there a Dodger right now that has spent enough time to be on that list? And the answer is no. Chris Taylor's not on there. Will Smith is not on there. No way. Do we have any Dodgers from the 2000s? Ooh, what about Justin Turner? You said the last guy had 11, 110? 111? Last. 
175. Yeah, that's not Justin Turner at all. Um, 90s Dodgers sucked. Bro, this was a this is a difficult question. Good for you. Good Thank for you. you. Really good. All right, I'm going to have to go just I know this is wrong. Oh wait, are Brooklyn Dodgers involved in this or no? Um, I would assume so based on some of these names. Okay. Ooh, I like that small hint. Jackie Robinson. I'm going for it. Okay. Strike three. Damn it. Number 10. We clearly do not watch a lot of Dodgers baseball. uh, Or we haven't over the last half decade plus. I'm going to go reverse order 10 to 1 here. Okay. Yeah. I think that's Max Muncy, 175. He's had uh, 35, 35, 12, 36, 21, 36 homer seasons. Yep. Uh, number nine, you might have heard of him. I have not. I don't know who this is. Uh, Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza. <laughs> I tried to make a joke, but I totally screwed it up. Piazza. One seventy-seven. It was good. Ah, oh, dang it. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, this is gonna suck. Okay, keep number going. eight. I. I really don't know who this is. I'm not even fronting here. Uh, Carl Farillo. Carl Farillo. Of yeah, course. Yeah, you don't remember him? Yeah. So silly. Legend. Uh, number seven, Matt Kemp. Number six, probably have heard of him, Steve Garvey with 211. Okay. Number five, Ron Say. Number four, Roy Campanella with 242. Campanella. Number three, uh, did not expect to see this name on the list, but I guess uh, when you play as many years as you do in a Dodgers uniform, you're eventually going to be able to rack them up. Uh, Eric Karros, 270. Wow. Wow. Way more pop than I thought he Yeah, exactly. He was a first baseman. But again, it was the steroid era, so maybe we didn't, you know, Right. His seasons in, you know, the mid late nineties, early two thousands would have been like, Oh my gosh, he's a slugger in today's era. Back then it's like light hitting first baseman. Uh number two with three sixty one, Gil Hodges, and number one with three eighty nine, Duke Snyder. Okay. Overall, feel bad about Piazza. Yeah. Campanella. Because I thought about Campanella, I was like, nah, he's a catcher. He probably didn't have that much pop. He's like top five. I think those are the the two guys I feel bad about, really. Well, oh, there was another name in the, in the beginning. Oh, Max Muncy. Three. Okay. Yeah. I feel bad about those three. That's about it. Yeah. So it's a tough question. Tough question. Good job. Good job. Thank and you me. know what? I was not thinking about Dodgers. Although this guy played in so many bleeping teams that it, one could have been the Dodgers. I went with a guy that ha- shares my birthday, April 15th. His name is former Ray legend, Adani Echevarria. What is his career war according to baseball reference? This is how we play name that war. Oh, Adani played probably a decade in the league. Shortstop. Definitely did not win a gold glove. Not meaning he's a bad defender, just didn't have the profile to do that. Probably had like a 
over the course of those 10 years averaged probably 260, 265. I'll give him like eight homers a season playing middle infield, decent enough offense. Uh, definitely did not make an all-star appearance. I'll give him like, oh, maybe about a war a season. Might want to go a little under than that. I'm going to say nine war. I didn't hit Javier, who has a slash line of 253, 291. 351 for an OPS of 641, a 76 OPS plus. 778 hits in the show, 37 bombs. His career war is just a little bit shy of that, 5.1. By the way, I looked at his uh, team breakdown. This man was a globetrotter in 2018. Okay, he started with the Rays, then was moved to Pittsburgh, then did New York in the Yankees. The next season, he signs with the Mets, then plays with Atlanta. Like he just went all through the East Coast, just like it was nothing. Wow. Yeah. But he should have that pension, right? I think he's just shy of that pension. Oh, just I think, shy. Uh, some of those at the end uh, were pretty, pretty low in the service time. Okay. Yeah. He also played uh, in Japan too. Oh, look at that. After uh, his stint with Atlanta, how about that? Yeah. So, uh, no, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I did not think he cracked the double digits in war. But, um, yeah. hey, a lot of guys. He had a, a, I wouldn't say impressive career, but the fact that he played professional baseball as long as he did is something to be admired. For, Guess for what? Sure. He made $25 million. $25 million. To be basically a league average player. Not even, honestly. Yeah, not even. Yeah, if you average it over yeah. over time there. Pretty so. cool. All right. Uh, hope you all enjoyed. Stay safe. And we will talk to you next week.